Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders and Customer Loyalty Series. In this series, we speak with leading brands about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Courtney Eaton. She's the president of logistics at Funds2Orgs. Uh, Courtney, how are you today? I'm great, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, your position at Fund2Org, and maybe a fun fact about yourself, uh, something, a passion you may have outside of work, you know, jumping out of planes, 14 kids? <laughs> no 14 kids. Um, but the, the company, um, we are a social enterprise that is geared towards fundraising for nonprofits and schools and different civic groups. And so what they do is they collect gently worn used and new shoes and then we pay our partners 40 cents a pound for the shoes that they collect so that they have mission in their community. And then we distribute those shoes to micro enterprise partners in 26 developing countries. Okay. So that's funds to orgs. And then a fun fact about me is that I'm a retired professional women's tackle football player. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when, when did you play tackle football? Um, I played tackle football and from like 2000 to 2008 in New okay. York City. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's good. Do you know Icky Woods? I've heard of Icky Woods. I've never met him. Oh, so his wife played here in Cincinnati on a pro team. I don't know if they were any good. That's what I heard. Uh, just I happened to be uh, friends with a guy. So uh, it was about kind of that same time. But that's yeah. good. The Cincinnati <laughs> sizzle, I think. Yes, that's what it was. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Yep. What uh, what position did you play? Uh, I was a primarily a running back, linebacker mostly, but you know, was a lot of special teams as well. But it was oh, a lot of there fun. There you go. Yes. All right, must be fast in that special teams, making those tackles. Yes. All right, great. So you, you touched on funds to org a little bit. Can you give us a little more detail about what you guys do uh, and how you guys do it, uh, and, and kind of what your mission is? That'd be great to know. Um, so how we do it is, is that we have partners all across the United States who collect gently worn used and new shoes, and we pay them for the shoes that they collect. Uh, and then once we receive the shoes into our warehouse, we ship them to developing countries where our micro enterprise partners purchases the shoes as inventory for themselves for to sell on the streets where they live, because they're unlike our area here, there's a target on every block or in every community or a JCPenney or such like that, where people can go and buy goods and services. However, in most developing countries, there is no place for them to buy these types of items. So different people in their communities actually sell these items on the street or in a marketplace. Okay, interesting. When you look at uh, what you guys do around CRM, you re recently partnered with Sugar CRM to implement a kind of an AI-driven CRM platform. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the, the partnership, the technology, and what you expect to gain from the implementation? Right. So we work closely with Sugar CRM um, to develop uh, different modules that help us enhance the way we do business because we're not a typical sell a product, ship a product. We're more of a nurture our partners along the way so that they can collect as many shoes as they can because the more that they collect, the more money they make. So we've created a lot of different things going through Sugar, um, adding on, implementing different modules and different workflows, um, along with other tools, even as so much as like Google autocomplete. So the addresses are correct. So things are 
are easier for our uh, coaching team in-house to do their job. Okay, excellent. Mm -hmm. When you look at uh, customer loyalty, all we'd like to talk to those brands that we speak with, you know, what does customer loyalty mean to uh, your organization? Well, it's very important. Uh, we pride ourselves on a company that when the phone rings, you actually get a human being. Um, so I think that that's where it starts for us, whether you come in through a phone call or through email marketing, we take pride in the fact that anytime you want to talk to us on the phone, all you have to do is pick it up and we will actually talk to you. You're not going to get an answering service or press one. Um, but it's very important that we treat our partners as if they're friends of the family. And that to, in us creates like a brand loyalty in and of itself, because even if we can't help that particular person do our fundraiser, at least through a phone call and treating them that way, then maybe they can pass on our information to somebody else who would need our services and fundraising. So, you know, we try and make it to where when we're working with our partners that we help them solve the problem that they're trying to solve with fundraising. Okay, interesting. Uh, when you look at uh, the pandemic, uh, things change pretty significantly for a number of brands, number of retailers, number of restaurants, others. Uh, department store changed their, uh, you know, their return policies, you know, holding uh, clothing for two weeks for contamination and other pieces, you know, other security measures. And, uh, you know, when you look at that, how did this affect your, your you know, clothing and shoe donations? And what did you do to help combat those cha challenges? Uh, well, during the pandemic, um, we still were working. We still had people out there collecting. It actually worked out to our benefit and to our partners' benefits because people that were working from home now had the time to go through their neighborhood or to go by their friends and family and actually collect the shoes and process them. Um, people did have a little bit of concern initially about the shoes and whether or not they you know, maybe had the COVID-19 on the shoes. And so we just encouraged people to wash their hands. Um, and also, if they didn't feel that comfortable, they could, you know, wear gloves and then dispose of the gloves. But we really didn't skip a beat in that regard. Um, you know, where it came hard for us is that we didn't have ports to ship to because all the ports were closed across the globe. But we did manage to um, get through that quite well. And also talking with our partners, just calling and saying hello and how are you? How are things? What can we do for you? What do you need? or just simply sending a hello card just to say hi, and I hope you guys are doing well. Do you need any help? And just really being meaningful when we do do that, not so much as a salesy call, but just as a humanitarian phone call, are you doing okay? I think that made a big difference for us. Okay. You know, we love to talk to brands about how, you know, uh, the customers change, have changed, continue to change kind of evolution. There was, you know, significant changes coming up to COVID and COVID, you know, people had to buy online, pick up in store, uh, contact us delivery, you know, this enormous change uh, kind of uh, was impacted or affected by the pandemic. You know, how did these changes impact your brands and how they communicate with its customers? You know, what challenges or opportunities did that present? Um, some of the challenges that we have and continue to have since the pandemic began is actually having people pick up the phone. Um, as much as we answer the phone, not a lot of people actually answer their phone anymore. 
And so you have to rely on other means of communicating, meaning that you have to text message, you have to have a chat on your website, you have to be quick to respond to emails, you have to have good email marketing in order to explain what you do so that people are getting the answers to what you do and how right. you can help them versus being able to have that phone conversation. So we've had to really change how we do things, which has helped us having sugar, we've implemented sugar market several years ago and that has really helped us stay on the top tip of their tongue so to speak in their email box meaning that they're getting drip email campaigns to make sure that they they continue to get information about what we do and how we can help them okay excellent you know last question what can loyalty 360 do to help you uh, and your team and your customer loyalty journey um, everybody's looking for customer loyalty and, you know, brand advocates and to pass your name along um, when you guys are doing something good. And, you know, Loyalty 360 could potentially help us create that buzz to where more people recognize us and also to recommend us because of the type of company we are and the, the way we treat our customers and what we can do for them in the fundraising space. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was uh, great getting to know you a little bit more, uh, Courtney, and you know, uh, understanding what you do at Funds2Org. And also, it was great uh, hearing uh, more about uh, you know, kind of your approach to customer loyalty and customer centricity. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And make sure you join us back again for another edition of our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. Have a wonderful day.